Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So we had to get shipped down at the start of Raw. So we did. Also, hello, my friends, and welcome to Ups and Downs. It is I, Simon Miller, and I do have some news from you because it is the biggest week of all time. That's called hyperbole because AEW Collision does start this Saturday. So we're going to up those downs on the Sunday. And then from every week after that, we're going to do it on the Monday. And also, very sadly, we are getting rid of Ups and Downs for Rampage and we are getting rid of Ups and Downs for Ring of Honor. However, to make sure we balance that out, do you know what's returning? Ups and Downs retro style. I know people are now going to go absolutely crazy, but I just do what I do. Blame the finger of power. Let's up those downs. Because, yeah, look, as soon as Raw did start, out came Rhea Ripley. Adam Pearce was here and he was like, Rhea, we've got a spangly new belt for you because you are now the Women's World Heavyweight Champion, which basically means if you are on Raw and you have a championship belt, you're a world champion, whereas if you're on SmackDown, you're a WWE champion. I don't know. But it kind of does explain why new people don't watch professional wrestling, but at least we got rid of this red and blue madness, which was not working. And the belt is perfectly fine. People on the internet go crazy. Oh, it looks disgusting. They move like they're Kermit the Frog. We'll all get used to it eventually. It's just the way. Dominic Mysterio then literally ran to the ring and hugged Rhea because he was so damn happy. Kevin Patrick on commentary was just a little bit too excited about how this new title looked. I was like, Kev, you need to dial it back just a little bit. It's weird. Just as Dom Dom started to talk too to the usual chorus of booze, which always makes me smile inside, Cody Rhodes interrupted, mostly because it is the opening promo of Raw, and somebody always has to interrupt. Now, the rumor all week has been that maybe we're getting Cody Rhodes versus Dominic Mysterio at Money in the Bank. And we are, because here Cody said, hey, you slapped me last week, you absolute goober, so why don't we fight at the pay-per-view premium live event? And I tell you, I am well down for Cody versus Dom Dom, don't at me. Rhea and the condom continued to stall, though. They wouldn't give Cody an answer, so Cody kept saying, uh, I need you to respond to this, and never do this in real life. Oh, my love, will you marry me? Well, seriously, will you please marry me? Um, oh, for the love of everything. No, I don't think I will. Flubbing great, I got down on one knee for nothing. This is when the Miz appeared from nowhere, though, and he tried to beat Cody Rhodes up from behind, but because Cody is allowed to be a smart baby face, he whacked him instead, which, of course, is when Dom ran in there and went smash. And he legged it again. I actually think I'm in love with this guy. Ripley also thought this was hilarious, although I was much more impressed with like, wow, Cody's developed spidey senses. When did that happen? 
Now, this was just your usual start to Raw, but it was fine. It did what it had to do, and it gave me a match I want to watch, which I can't watch live because Money in the Bank is in the UK. Up. I also appreciate it because it is a new thing. When before that, we did an old thing. Because it was Cody Rhodes versus The Miz, and look, it was perfectly fine. Because Cody's arm is still broken. Miz grabbed that, and he threw it into Rita the Ring Post. No, he didn't. It was simply the still steps. I'm getting confused about my own names. Then eventually, he got hit with a disaster kick. He got hit with a Cody cutter. He got hit with the crossroads. One, two, three. Because of course, Cody Rhodes isn't going to lose. That'd be stupid. So it was a really enjoyable start to Raw, especially because Cody was crazy over. And even though Miz isn't winning much recently, what a career that dude has had. My respect could not be any greater. So that means the world to the Miz. Some crazy bald guy likes him. Giving it up. Becky Lynch was then walking backstage to the ring when she went past the Alpha Academy of Maxine Dupree. I'm just going to tell you this. Make sure you go online and watch that segment in real time. Because one, it tied into this week's episode of Raw. And two, it's quite funny. Lynch then did march to the ring and said that she must win the money in the bank because she hasn't ticked that box yet. And if you do have the briefcase, it means you have power... And it's good when people have power. So she's He-Man or something. It also makes the champion scared because, of course, they're like, oh, my gosh, somebody may catch on on me. And talking about people who are terrified, let's talk about Trish Stratus. Segway. Becky thinks that she has all the fear, which is why she hired Zoe Starks, which is when Zoe Starks came out. Because you know the unwritten laws of professional wrestling. If somebody says your name and they're holding a microphone, especially if it's towards the start of Raw, you have to walk out and go, hey, Shut up. Her big line was that Becky will never be able to beat Trish Stratus and she's never going to be able to beat Zoe Starks either. My head went right up and I was like, I'll tell you right now, Becky Lynch is going to beat both of these people. This is when Lynch was allowed to go all John Cena because she was like, oh, Zoe, you may be a warrior, but you have absolutely no personality. When Starks responded by saying, oh, yeah, well, the only reason you're so damn famous is because somebody smashed you in the face. I was like, well, what difference does that make? doesn't matter how you get to the top. You get to the top, you at the top. But they went back to this idea that Lynch is only getting involved with Stratus because she wants to remain relevant when Starks promise that money in the bank to smash open Becky Lynch's face. If you went really quiet, somewhere you could hear John Travolta and Nick Cage smiling. This is when Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville turned up and I was like, what is going on? I didn't realise we were going to do Chelsea versus Becky. And they kind of got into it with Zoe Starks as well before everybody dispersed, like there was a fire alarm. And look, this match was exactly what you'd expect it to be, although I don't think Chelsea has won one single fight ever since she did return to the main roster. But I will say that I think her character is Super Fun 9000, and because she came out with Sonya, Deville was just casting distraction over and over again. But all this did was piss Becky Lynch off, and she grabbed these fools, and she threw them into Barry Barricade. This just made me super sad because there was no need. And look at this, we bring down the counter. It is up to 63, and we've only been doing it a few weeks, and I have been conservative with this, to say the least. So who knows what's going to happen at 100? Well, I'll tell you what's going to happen. We mentioned it last week. When that gets to 100, I don't even think the counter is there, so I'm pointing at nothing. But when it gets to 100, we will indeed <laughs> have a funeral for Mr. Barricade. It also allowed Becky to lock in the disarmer, and she did get the tap-out victory, which was always going to happen. And I am intrigued what we do do at Money in the Bank, because on the one hand, Zoe Stark should win, but on the other, Becky should win, which means somebody's got to make a call. Uh, I think I'll remind you that Damien Priest had lost last week, when we were backstage with the Judgment Day. Now, Damo himself, Rhea Ripley and the Condom all seemed quite happy, but when we cut to Finn Balor... He was all sad panda and he was just looking off into the distance. And even when Ripley was like, Finn, are you okay? He's like, no, no, I'm not. 
It's not how he talks. And once again, we started to tease that there's a problem here because Damien Priest does have a Man in the Bank qualifier later and he told everyone in the group not to help out. And Finn looked at him like, I cannot believe you're doing this again. Now, I don't mind if this is just some kind of subplot, but for the love of everything, do not break up the Judgment Day. It's not time. I'm wearing a Judgment Day watch, even though you can't see it. And it says it's not time. I'm sure it will be time in the future. But it's not now. And then we did have that match, which was very well-timed. It was Matt Riddle taking on Damian Priest in a Money in the Bank qualifier. It's very good. The best part is when Damian ran at Matthew, who ducked, meaning that Priest went right into Alan the announce table. And when he did this, do you know what Riddle said to him? He went stupid, which is a Randy Orton reference. There's also rumours out there that Orton may be returning soon. And I tell you, if this does happen... Warm and fuzzy in my tum tum. Riddle then German suplex priest, uh, East Ein Grosser Curl, when Damien responded with a falcon arrow. Hell yeah. Man was then trying for submissions, but Damo was like, I'm not having any of that, when he actually did wound up in a triangle. <laughs> Man, cool, it's Sesame Street. Priest then got super mad and decided he was going to do a raise Z from the top rope, and I was like, do not do that. And Riddle felt the same because he turned it into an avalanche fisherman's. But then Damo just got up and went, all right. Well, if the crazy ship didn't work, I'll just hit you with the thing. One, two, three. He's going to money in the bank. As we always talk about, though, I love it when WWE does this because we had a solid winner and we had a solid loser. And it doesn't hurt anyone. It just wasn't Matt Riddle's night. That's really true. We'll talk about it later. Up. Instantly, Gunther and Ludwig Kaiser walked to the ring and we did have this quick face-off between them and Damien Priest when somebody, I think it was Gunther, but it may have been Priest, actually said, now go and pick the bones. It's like, <laughs> that makes you really strange. Imperium then just finished off Matt Riddle, who apparently has no friends, because Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn did not come to save him. But of course, this is teasing Gunther versus Riddle for the Intercontinental Championship down the line. Let me just search my feelings. Yep, totally cool. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Tony Rose then had another interview after this, all over the show. Kevy Kelly basically asked him about Rhea and Dominic, and he lost it with these two and said, Brock Lesnar is also a massive pansy because he won't accept my challenge. But that's okay, because this match is official. And yeah, 
we're going to do it at the pay-per-view premium live event. He also mentioned that no one is going to stop him finishing his story. So there you go, everybody. You can calm down. I still believe he will become some sort of world champion at some stage. I mean, it is quite blurry at the moment. But let's just wait and see. Brian Saxon then tagged in two he was talking to Natalia. Now we're tying this into the match with Rhea Ripley because apparently everyone is saying, who the flub is everyone, that Natty is no longer the same person she used to be. So do you know how Natalia responded to that? She said, maybe this is a good thing because maybe I don't know who I am anymore. What? Hello, my friends, and welcome to the episode of Nobody Talks Like That, this week focusing on none other than Natalia. Because that's right, she did indeed say something along the lines of I don't know how to be myself anymore, which means she could be becoming some kind of a robot. Well, I do know, if you are a human and these things come out of your mouth, well, nobody talks like that. Luckily for Byron, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn were then walking past, so he got a word with them too, and KO was super happy because he wants to get some revenge against Gunther. As ever, Imperium must have been literally just off camera because they walked in. Honestly, Owens melted down again. I am massively enjoying these freakouts he keeps having. He is probably one of the best guys on the roster. Zayn then ruined this though because he realized that Giovanni Vinci wasn't there, said, where's Baldy? And as soon as he said that, Adam Pearce turned up. And I was like, Adam, what are you doing? If somebody says Baldy and you turn up as a fellow Baldy, all of a sudden, the human race as a greater society will start thinking every time they say Baldy, a bald person will turn up. What did you say? Damn it! It got so out of hand that basically we are going to do a tag team title match in our main event. And once again, Kevin Owens won the day because like, look, I'm going to get on my wrestling gear. And even though I'm wearing a t-shirt and shorts right now, these aren't my fighting t-shirts and shorts. So I have to put them on. I actually sat there going, <laughs> like I was M. Bison or something. He's just so damn good, and not only should somebody give him a medal, but at some point very soon, he should be a world heavyweight champion. Look at me, I'm not joking. Up. This was entertaining. We also had a quick chat with Jinder Mahal, who was with Inda Sheer here, and he actually said that they're not happy, because even though they beat the shib out of Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin last week, they won't be pleased until they're not standing anymore. So I'm sorry, that means they want them dead. So that's it too. We're doing it properly this time. I know we've tried before, but now we're going to keep it going. Bring it down. This is my wrestling attempted murder counter. Everyone keeps doing it. Everyone keeps wishing death on other sports entertainers. So it rolls up to one. That's being fair. What's this one fly? When I think Vince McMahon may have been doing some raw booking. Because it was Bronson Reed versus Ricochet. And while this doesn't make sense with the story, it does feel like we've seen it a lot. And it ended in a disqualification. And this was my fault because recently I've been saying that WWE has been a bit hands off with these shenanigans. Although credit where credit is due, it wasn't two plus two equals potato. It did make sense. Because Shinsuke Nakamura just decided he was going to come down during this and sit out in the announce table. When Bronson grabbed Ricochet and quite literally lawn-dusted him into Nakamura. That pissed Shinsuke off. He then attacked Bronson, which of course meant it ended in a DQ, and actually meant that Ricochet had lost. They then got into it, but when Bronson was going to go for this tsunami, all of a sudden Nakamura and Ricky were working together, they gave him a double suplex, when about three seconds later, they fell out again, and they looked at each other. I'm not sure what this means for the premium live event, because of course two out of these three guys are in the money in the bank, and we also had a segment later when Ricochet fouled Adam Pearce and said, I want to face Bronson Reed next week. And Adam went, well, you can't because do you know who he's already facing? Shinsuke Nakamura. This is when Nakamura walked into the frame because as ever, he's just off camera. And him and Ricochet 
fell out again. So I can only presume when we get to Money in the Bank, Bronson Reed is going to screw those two over. But once again, it's nice to have a mid-card storyline. We're planting those seeds. I'm going to give it an up. Which is when we were back with Sammy and Kevin, and Zayn had the best question for KO. Why are you so crazy recently? Yep. Always admitted that it was the stress of the bloodline and now Imperium, which was just sending him wild. But he is going to calm down, and he's going to get ready for their match. But there it is again. I do think we are teasing that at some point KO is going to boil over, and maybe he turns on Sami Zayn. Now, we shouldn't be doing this anytime soon. It's like the Judgment Day. But if we do do it when the time is right, and it builds to some kind of WrestleMania match where they're fighting over a top title, well, I absolutely want that in my life, especially before I'm dead. Excuse me, that was a bit morbid. Which is when we got to the big guns, because it was time to find out who Seth Rollins' first proper opponent for his brand new championship was going to be. Because Finn Balor stormed out here and told Seth to get to the ring, and he doesn't want any jokes, which he definitely shouldn't have said, because Rollins came out there, and I kid you not, for this entire segment, even though Finn Balor was trying to be super duper serious, the whole crowd just kept going, whoa. <laughs> Some people on the internet hated this. But I just like live crowds. I also want to give a massive shout out to Finn because he just took this on the chin as I'm going to cut my promo anyway. And he talked about the fact that back in 2016, he was about to get to the top of the world when he did beat Seth to become the first Universal Champion. And what happened? Rollins injured him and he had to give up the title. He still understands that injuries are part of the ride, but what he wants everybody to know is who the real controller is. No, not that. Who the real Seth Rollins is. Because this man had taken everything from Finn Balor and he doesn't care at all, which is now he's going to take everything from him or his World Heavyweight Championship at the Money in the Bank. Oh yeah. Rollins laughed this off, because <laughs> that's just what he does. He did come back with a good line. He was like, man, I tell you, Finn, throughout these seven years, you may have just gone and got bitter, whereas I've got better. Well, yeah, that worked pretty good. Rollins then also admitted he had done some bad things, but he had totally made history, and he is perfectly fine with this match, although he is intrigued which Finn Balor is going to turn up, because it's either going to be this guy with fire in his belly, or it could be the moaning little bitch. <laughs> there it is. I did like this a lot, though, because Balor and Rollins is always going to be good, even though they have fought a lot recently. <laughs> I tell you, the crowd being this into Seth Rollins is what you want. He's your main event guy now. You don't want silence when he comes out there. Honestly, this match will be absolute fire because it always is. I'm giving it up. When Shayna Baszler beat Raquel Rodriguez in two minutes. It made Raquel look really silly too, because as soon as Ronda Rousey jumped on the apron, she was like, oh, I've totally forgotten I'm in a wrestling match. I'm going to come wave my finger at you. When Shayna was like, all right, well, I can see your ass. And she hit the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. Surprise roll up. One, two, three. So we just have to stop doing these super quick matches with a roll up finish. I'm about to double down on this in around about eight seconds, because it doesn't do nothing from no one. Shayna Baszler doesn't feel more dominant. Raquel got beat by an absolute fluke. So I'm giving it a down. And as further proof, bring it down. There it is. Goes up by one. The surprise roll-up board. That is stupid. And speaking of which, it was then Chad Gable versus Eric of the Viking Raiders. And yep, it went 90 seconds. And it ended with the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. I was crying. This is where WWE does get confusing, though, because it turns me into a hypocrite. Because this time, given that it was Chad Gable that won... I did the dance of joy, because Chad Gable never wins. I want to see him win. I would like to know if WWE reads its own show, though, because these two back-to-back -back matches were identical. But there was a good bit when Valhalla ran at Maxine Dupree, and she did the arm drag, which Chad Gable had taught her earlier. Although, yes, you do need to see that on social media. 
something definitely went awry here. Which is true, because apparently when you do do some digging, this match was cut because another segment had gone along, probably the Seth Rollins and Finn Balor stuff. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to break my own show. I mean, it's a farce of a show anyway, so what does it matter? Given that Chad Gable did win, and apparently is in line for a push, I'm giving it an up, but the surprise roll-up at 90 seconds match, well, I just explained this, down. When we cut back to Balor... He was speaking to J.D. McDonough. Dun, dun, dun. J.D. ran off likely to help Turk as soon as Damien Priest turned up. And these two were a little bit nicer now, because of course Damien Priest is in Money in the Bank and Finn Balor is now the number one contender. Thing is, Finn said, oh, well, if you do win the briefcase and I become champion, would you cash on me? Fair play to Priest. He seemed genuinely upset about this, but you can see it happening with your own eyes or mine eyes. There you go. You can use mine. We are continuing to tease this. And I'm a little bit worried. They then blamed it all on Seth Rollins because they said there was too much sexual tension there. They didn't say sexual. <laughs> they just said tension. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said it. But there was this overriding sense that if Balor doesn't beat Rollins, which I don't think he will, he will not be happy with Damien Priest. So it's a wait and see. Look at my face. We also cut to Seth Rollins after this. It was all like, oh man, I'll beat everyone. I don't care. Which is when he offered an open challenge for next week's Raw. That's going to be interesting. And look, it is doing a good job with this championship because Roman never defends his ever, whereas Seth is like, oh man, it's a Wednesday at 3 p.m. Who wants a fight? Don't forget he's also going down to NXT 2 to take on Bron Breaker and that can't hurt when we got to our main event, Imperium versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn for the tag team titles. I thought this was fabo. Giovanni Vinci wasn't on this show at all either, so I hope he is all right. And at one point, Gunther tagged himself in. He just started booting people in the place. And I was like, man, this ring general, he absolutely nuts. Sammy then hit a sunset bomb and he was able to get the tag to Kevin Owens. And this guy went all Street Fighter combo. We had a senton, an exploder, a super kick, a cannonball, and then a senton bomb off the top rope. When he tried to hit the stunner on Gunther, Gunther went nope. And he was booting people in the skull again. We were then tagging in and tagging out and everybody was hitting their moves. And I was like, man, these guys are good wrestlers. When Gunther went to do a mega chop, he missed and he accidentally hit Rita the ring post. And did anybody care that Rita had just been slapped? No, they did not. It was also an awesome near fall after the Imperium bomb, which Kevin Owens broke up when he pushed Gunther into the big old pile, when Riddle decided he was gonna come down to the ring with the worst execution of a plan ever. Cause he ran at Gunther and Gunther went, nope. And he knocked him right out. It's like, man, Riddle, you suck. It did allow Kevin Owens to take out Gunther with a DDT on the ring entrance when we went back to the ring, and my word. Because Ludwig and Sammy went at it, and Zayn hit the blue thunderbomb, the least devastating move in all of sports entertainment, and the ref went one, and the ref went two, and the ref went three, and he actually won. I tell you, I almost fell down. The best part is, is that my Twitter timeline exploded with people going, Simon, did you see this? However, do not forget that the Blue Thunderbomb is still the least devastating move in all of sports entertainment. Because in 2023, Sami Zayn has had 69 matches. And out of those 69 matches, only one has won with the Blue Thunderbomb. That means you have to put 69 into one, which means it's still 69, which means its success rate isn't very good. And that means your chances of sacrifice have just dramatically gone down. What? I absolutely loved it though, because it makes ups and downs so much more fun. We throw these things out into the ether and somehow they always rebound. Also, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are still your tag team champions. Imperium are a great tag team. And I'm intrigued to see where we go next. Also, Raw ended with KO and Sami going, yeah, we did it. And the crowd was going wild. 
giving it up. And Logan Paul is returning next week. And if you're now going, Simon, you can't just throw that in there. Well, WWE did. Honestly, just as we were fading to black, the graphic came up on screen. This is like your nan ringing you up at 2 p.m. on a Sunday going, I'm coming round for Sunday dinner. And you're like, all right, nan, I'll see you soon. So apparently Logan Paul is my grandma. It's time to end the show. But before we do that, I am just going to give an up for Raw because once again, I feel like WWE is on a roll right now. And if you disagree with me or if you agree, make sure you let me know in the comments below. And look, there's a video on the screen or there will be in a few seconds. Give it a click. It's probably ups and downs for Smackdown which was also a great show. You can also like the video, share the video, and subscribe. And don't forget to go to whatculture.com to keep up to date with all the latest wrestling news. And you can follow us on social media at Simon316 and WhatCultureWWE. Otherwise, thank you for joining me as always. Thank you for allowing me to have dumb merchandise like this. What a world we live in. Have a great day. Have a great week. Have a great life. See you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.